Welcome to Let's Talk Social. My name is Rich Hake, and I'm going to be diving into all things social media marketing from tips and tricks that you guys can try to trends that you can implement on your page. We're here to help you navigate the ever-changing world us marketers go through. Join me as I discuss some of the impact that social media has had on our businesses to build better brand strategies to improve sales. Let's hop in. Hey everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Let's Talk Social. Today was going to be a little bit different. I don't have a plethora of show notes for you. I'm actually going to be just speaking freely about a topic I'm actually kind of passionate about um, and really more so just extremely curious about what the future holds in relation to this topic. And it is the growth of YouTube and its future competition with TikTok. Uh, I have a big inkling in my head that TikTok and YouTube are really going to be kind of the two that are left once the dust settles after the storm. Um, Really what I mean by that is, you know, fast forward five years from now, what's going to be kind of the more domineering forces um, in the social media platforms. And I think it's going to be TikTok and YouTube. And I honestly think YouTube doesn't even really get the credit that it deserves as I don't really think a lot of people consider it a social media platform. They really consider it more of a video viewing platform, almost like a streaming platform as if it were Hulu or Netflix and other things. Now, the reason for this is because not a lot of people will make their own YouTube videos because there's kind of like a barrier to entry um, in terms of like actually creating the content, whereas TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, they encourage and almost um, give you a layup with content creation. They encourage um, less formal content publishing and creation. Um, That was like one of Instagram's bigger things. If you don't know, the guy who started Instagram was in bed with his girlfriend one night while he was still kind of coming up with the idea for the platform. And she was like, yeah, but I would never post to it. And he was like, well, why not? She was like, well, everyone's stuff on there just looks so pretty. Like, I don't think I could ever make mine look that good. And so that was how he came up with the idea for filters on photos, uh, pre-built filters. And that was ultimately what got Instagram up and off the ground as a domineering platform. Now, I say filters today, and it's laughable, right? Like, every single platform has pre-built in filters. Um, Snapchat, YouTube, Facebook, not YouTube, um, sorry. Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, like, most everything already has, like, a pre-built in filter. And the reason for that is because it lowers the barrier of entry for the consumer. They're perceived likelihood of achieving the outcome and the goal of the post, which is getting engagement, looking um, smart or funny or pretty or whatever it is they're looking to get affirmation in, the barrier of entry is much lower with those platforms because you can apply filters and like um, manicure the, the content to look a little bit better. So let's reel this back to my idea with YouTube for a second. The reason I think YouTube doesn't feel like a social media platform is because the barrier of entry is high. So they have yet to figure out how can we make it easy for people to post so that they actually want to put things out there. They start to give themselves a little bit more, I guess, like, um, which this is a whole podcast or something else. But there's like this theory I'm developing that really is about like the how much value somebody's internal like their post itself has. So like the value behind you leaving a comment, like people attribute value in their own heads to like their attention, I guess. So, um, sorry, it's hard to stay on topic with these like very macro looks at everything. But when, when you think people are going to react in a more positive manner toward whatever the goal is, 
then you're more likely to post. YouTube has an issue right now because people feel like if they would put a YouTube video out, it's not gonna get 100,000 views because they don't have a following, X, Y, Z. TikTok has kind of eliminated a lot of that because one, it's really easy to go viral on the platform. Two, it's easy to create content because of the ability to share sounds, filters, um, and just like reusing themed content. YouTube, you can't really do a lot of that for. There's not like the same type of video 800 times by a bunch of different creators that is like reusing how you would in TikTok, like a sound or a filter, for instance. So I think that's one of the bigger problems that YouTube is facing right now is trying to get more people to actually post on the platform and not just consume content as a fly on the wall. And so they had recently started YouTube Shorts. I'm sure you guys have seen that on the platform. If you've been there, I was chatting with a fellow yesterday about it and he and you know I made the point I was like dude you can't even go in the app now on YouTube without shorts being the very first thing that you see and the reason for that is because they're trying to get in competition with TikTok and Instagram it's the same thing Instagram is doing right like if you go on Instagram right now I bet you probably upwards of 80% of the stuff that you scroll past and see will be a video content if not specifically a reel and the reason for that is again because they're trying to compete with user retention times against TikTok. TikTok came in and has been changing all the other platforms because of its success. So when we're looking at TikTok and YouTube, the reason I think that they'll be the main two that are left is because of user retention time. The thing that I was just talking about with how they keep and capture people, right? For Facebook, which I didn't look any of the stuff up, like I said, this is all off the cuff, off the cuff. But if you looked it up, I'm sure it would affirm it. Facebook, the average time someone spends scrolling on there is probably like 30 to 40 minutes, maybe less, 20. Um, Instagram, I think on average is upwards of 40 to 60. And then you have TikTok, which is the freak out of the group, is sitting at 110 minutes, almost two whole hours people are spending on that platform. And it's because the content is addictive as heck. Um, but what's cool is YouTube kind of has a similar thing going for it where the um, average watch time on YouTube on, on a daily basis is typically much higher, and it's because the content is more long form, not necessarily more addicting, but more long form. And so what you're seeing right now with TikTok, these last uh, probably like 12 months or so, is they're upping the length of the, they're upping the possible um, posting length of videos. So it used to be I want to say it was like a minute when they first started and then it went to five minutes and then just recently, um, and I'm not sure if they took it, taken it out of beta yet, but they were beta testing 10 minutes and they're really kind of following in the footstep of their um, bigger brother, I guess you could say the Chinese counterpart to the app. So if you don't know, there's kind of like a, a very pre-established version of TikTok already full-fledged and going up in China right now, private to China. They have whole separate internets from us and separate social media, the whole deal. Um, and so with that, they already have, you know, that social media is already say a few years ahead of TikTok. They own both, but they can look at what's happening on this app and then trickle down the successes to TikTok. So something we've seen inside of the Chinese app, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it, but something we've seen inside of the Chinese uh, version of TikTok is they have increased the posting time up to, I think, 24 hours and you can go live I think for up to a week now. So you can literally live stream for up to a week straight. YouTube actually did the same thing. Um, this was, I think, before if you were to like timeline it and go back to 2008 or whatever. Um, I think YouTube actually was first to this, but they were doing the very similar thing where 
when YouTube first came out, I think 10 minutes was the length. Then it went to, you know, 30 minutes, then it went to 24 hours and now it's at whatever it's at. I think it's 24 hours plus like a file, um, file size limit. I've talked about that in a past episode, but that's like the trajectory, right? Like they're lengthening the the time. Now YouTube did that in the past because they know that, um, and they experienced, you know, when user retention is higher, when people are watching videos on a, uh, more frequent basis and not only more frequently, but longer on a per session basis, um, they're just more likely to stick around on the platform, be more addicted to the content and come back and revisit and ultimately serve the biggest purpose, which is fill the pockets of YouTube through ads. So they're running ads on there. They get, um, you know, the creators get a portion of the ad fee. If someone watches the ad, YouTube gets a portion of it. if They watch it. And if they click on it, then they get higher payouts basically for all of that stuff. So they have figured out if you leverage time, you get more money. Basically, that's the game that these platforms are playing with each other. So TikTok is kind of got a little bit of a leg up, I hate to admit, but they have the um, addictiveness down through their their they're leveraging user retention and the number, the average session duration through addictive content, not just through the ability for long form content. So as you could imagine, like a podcast, even like this, right? If I post a 15 minute video of this episode on YouTube and a one minute uh, clip of it on TikTok, the, you know, the 15 minute video on average is probably going to have more session duration than the one minute can. I mean, it has 15 times more ability for it to be watched because it's 15 times longer, right? So that's something YouTube has always had going for it is someone will click on a 30 minute video and they'll actually watch the whole thing. Or they might watch five that day and then they have two and a half hours of session duration. Well, TikTok has had the virality portion down where they have on average, you know, people are watching 110 minutes a day, but they're going through like a hundred videos or like almost at a thousand, a couple hundred videos per session as they go through all of this. So it's like a 15 second video scroll, 30 second video scroll, 10 second video scroll, five second video scroll. So they've got the addictive thing down. Well, when they start to make their times longer and longer and longer, like they have in the Chinese app, then they have both of those pieces of the equation coming together where they not only have you sitting there on addictive content, but it is long form addictive content. And as you can imagine, this has to increase the average session session duration, tongue twister, um, on the platform, which will ultimately trickle down into dollars for the actual creators of the platform. So that is my prediction is that the, you know, they're working in opposite directions. Basically YouTube has figured out long form content and longer session durations because of that. And now they're working towards shorts, which is trying to get creators to get on there and generate short form addicting content, ultimately to grow the platform as a whole, to get other people to start posting personally from their accounts, um, to get them to weigh in and treat it as another social media platform as you know, they want to make it into that iPhone folder that has Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, they want to be in that group, right? So they're working towards short form content, trying to lower the level, the playing field, I guess, lower the barrier of entry for people to post, to be considered another social media platform, to work back toward making more money. And then you've got TikTok on the other spectrum, other end of the whole spectrum where they nailed down short form addictive content, 
they've got that. Now they just need to leverage the actual actual session duration and the ads that are playing to people. So now they're working on the long form content and trying to get people that are posting the 30 minute videos to YouTube to consider TikTok as a platform for that and to start posting that content there. So how does this all affect you as a business owner or a person that posts to social media or someone that is just a social media enthusiast? I don't know why else you'd be listening to this podcast. Let me know in the comments. How does this apply to you? It applies because the place that is around in five years, the whichever one domineers, or maybe, you know, um, let's in a freak world, say tick, Twitter and uh, Instagram die off. If YouTube and TikTok are the main two things on the internet for social media and you're five years behind because you didn't start now from listening to this episode or something else that you heard through some other third form of stimulus, then you're going to be really mad at yourself in five years when you turn around and you're like, dang, I knew about this coming already. I heard about this in a podcast. It made a lot of sense. I just didn't listen. So um, the takeaway, right, is post to both platforms equally and wait. I mean, like we're all kind of playing a waiting game. We're just subject to whatever the the social media gods give us in terms of the platforms that are available. But I think that would be the recommendation I have to you is to actually start doing what YouTube wants, which is treating it as a social media platform, um, a viable social media platform for your business where you can actually post content. Um, it you know they have sh- uh, the shorts now is what they're called. So it's like the version of Instagram Reels or TikToks. So if you're already making Instagram Reels or you're already making TikToks, there's a whole layup for you right there. You can start posting them to YouTube. You can get YouTube uh, channel subscribers through that. You can post only shorts in the beginning if you want and build up an audience through that and then start posting long form content and see who sticks around for that. Um, but I would do both, if, especially if you're already making short form content. And then conversely, other side of the spectrum, if you're making YouTube videos or long form content that makes it to Facebook Watch and YouTube, put that stuff, if it allows for it um, lengthwise, put that stuff on TikTok. Um, you don't even really have to crop into vertical. I would recommend that you did. But if you really don't have the manpower, or the editing skills or whatever it is, at least still attempt to repurpose that content. I remember when I started this social media business like four years ago, it was like we had three platforms to post to. No, it's not only more platforms, but there's more types of content to post to each platform. And for the simply said, for the most part, it's vertical versus horizontal content. Um, and where does that all go? So you've got any vertical content that would be a TikTok, an Instagram reel, a YouTube short. Um, you can trickle that into stories for Facebook and Instagram. All that's really good. Um, Snapchat ads, you know, the list goes on. And then you've got the horizontal content, short form or long form that can go to um, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, I mean, it, it can all go everywhere. So if you're making videos at any capacity, you're missing out if you're not posting to both YouTube and TikTok. Now, you notice I'm not focused on meta for this, um, Facebook and Instagram. I don't necessarily think they're not going to be around in five years. I think it, the the future for them looks very bright still because of Oculus and virtual reality. I think that if that really takes off technology-wise that everything I'm saying will be a little bit less relevant just because of the popularity that will be driven through virtual reality and augmented reality. They're very much so ahead of the game for that. There's lots of updates um, coming for that, by the way. Expect an episode soon. But um, I would say for TikTok and YouTube, I've, I've been watching the scope of the world on where attention goes in terms of digital content. 
And I can tell you right now that long form content is going to be king when the, the when everything is said and done, when the dust settles, like I've said, long form content is going to be where it's at. Now, in the perfect world, like what TikTok's trying to build is addictive long form content. So it's like, how can we get someone to go on our website and watch for six hours a day? You know what I mean? So um, ultimately, takeaways for this. If you're making content for one platform, post it everywhere and be consistent with it because you never know what the future holds. But I would say if you're putting your eggs in a basket from someone like me who's been in the game in the space for a while, I would listen to me and put a lot of my eggs in TikTok and YouTube because I really think that um, long form video content is going to be king. Gary V has been saying for years now that audio is going to be king. So, you know, podcasts. Um, uh, audiobooks, all those things that they'll be king. And the reason he says that is because passive content, consuming pa- uh, content passively. So if you're listening to this podcast while you're driving right now, perfect example, right? Like you can do two things at once. Um, the beauty of behind all of that and even behind this podcast is sometimes you can leverage even the video content you're making into audio content. So another way to repurpose the stuff, if you're making YouTube videos that aren't you know, you kind of have to see what's on the screen, then you might be able to actually repurpose that into some sort of podcast. Um, but ultimately, Gary Vee's been saying audio will be king eventually just because you can passively consume it. Um, I think that that is in part true, but I also think people are inherently lazy, at least the ones I'm exposed to here in America. Uh, just kidding, y'all don't hurt me. Um, but I think like because of the inherent laziness it's not necessarily that like we're looking for like we already have plenty of couch potatoes as it is right like we've beaten the beaten a dead horse with tv shows reality tv and all those things that we haven't really done yet is gotten the masses like our parents and people that don't live with a phone in their hand like i do like we haven't gotten the masses to pick up youtube as an addiction i know that sounds like <laughs> weird out of pocket but um they, we haven't really got them to start being like oh no, I followed a subscriber and he just posted a video like they would for like America's Got Talent. You know, it's like every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. So it's like we haven't crossed that bridge yet where just the average everyday Joe is going on YouTube on a regular basis and consuming stuff. Now, TikTok has figured that out, right? Most people that you know have a TikTok or they are on it. My grandma has TikTok. So um, they kind of have it again, like a leg up there. But I don't think we should dismiss one of the platforms yet. I'll keep you guys posted, but... Takeaway, I've said it three times now, and this will be the third. Post to both platforms, post to all platforms. Let me know what you thought about this episode. I'll roll the outro here soon. Um, I have a lot of thoughts around kind of what the future holds for social media, specifically around virtual reality and augmented reality. You're going to see my investing dollars go towards those things. But if you guys like these conceptual um, episodes around these topics that are like not necessarily fact, but things where if we had to be betting, we put our eggs in a basket, um, they could have really high payout. Let me know because I really like dreaming about these kinds of things. I always have theories and concepts of things going on in my head because I live inside of the social media space. And so um, just that constant exposure makes me just think a a little bit differently about it all. Um, And I also see, you know, the back inside of it. So like audience targeting, what the bigger platforms are looking for in terms of delivery. It's, you know, it's on the front of my mind that Facebook is here to make money and it's probably on the back of yours. So um, if you guys like this kinds of con- uh, topics and concepts, let me know in the comments and I'll see if I can get some more episodes out every so often about this stuff. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll roll the outro.
Thank you all so much for listening. Again, my name is Rich Hake with Alpha. If you have any questions about today's topic or if you want me to talk more in depth about a different topic, let me know in the comments down here below or wherever you're watching this. You can DM us on Instagram at Let's Talk Social Pod or you can send me an email directly at Let's Talk Social Podcast at gmail.com. We'll have another episode coming soon for you guys. Have a social day.